Romans 10:17 tells us in the English Standard Version, it says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. The New International Version says, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of Christ. The New Living Translation says, so faith comes from hearing, that is, hearing the good news about Christ. And that is the basis of the HEAR method, ladies and gentlemen. And welcome, and I want to congratulate you. If you're listening to this, you're celebrating day five with reading through the New Testament or hearing through the New Testament with New Life Baptist Fellowship, and we're using the HEAR method. Highlight, explain, or examine, apply, and respond. That's what we're doing. That's how we're taking a look at Scripture. That's what you what we are doing as a church and so today it brings us to matthew chapter 2 we've been working through uh the birth of christ the announcement of christ the angels coming and telling and and appearing to the shepherds in the field Um, we have him appearing to joseph and mary and 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 elizabeth and zachariah and we've been working through all of that the past five days and so now it kind of opens our eyes to a different view of the Christmas story when we look at scripture this way. And all I'm doing, guys, is I'm not doing much much preparation at all for this. I'm actually sitting here right now with a cup of coffee, as always, and then also I've got my Bible open, to, my study Bible open to Luke chapter 2. And, and I'm doing this intentionally because I want to help y'all walk through and help you walk through the here method and learn how to study scripture and realize that it doesn't We don't have to be a theologian to understand truths in God's Word. And so it's just taking time, spending time with Him daily. And what we're going to do this morning is is we're going to sit down and we're going to ask the Lord to bless this time as we read through Matthew chapter 2. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for this time. And we just ask that you bless us as we open our eyes as we study your Word. Be honored in it. Let the word seep into us and change us. And Lord, we don't want us to change the word. We want your word to change us. Lord, be glorified as we study Matthew chapter 2 just by using the here method. And we will ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. So Matthew chapter 2 is where we're going to be at. I'm going to be reading out of the English Standard Version. And I've been reading out of the English Standard Version for the past couple of days. So we just want to, um, and, and, and just remember as we read through this, I'm going to, I'm going to just highlight, uh, and, and I'm going to point out what I want to highlight. And so I'm going to highlight uh, and, and point out what I want to highlight. And then we're going to examine, okay, that's the E of the here. And then we're going to apply. We're going to take those simple truths that we've examined, what God's pointed out to us. And here's the thing. It's okay, and I want to say this, and I've been meaning to say this, it's okay if God shows you something that sticks out a little bit different than, than what he shows me and as we spend this time here. It's okay. Um, that's how it works. And so I want you to be okay with that. And, and, and this is just, I'm teaching y'all how to ride this bike, essentially. And so we're just showing you how to use the here method, giving you a couple of examples. And we're just wanting God to use this simple process of, of us being faithful and studying Scripture um, and, uh, you know, grow us through it. So we're going to be in Matthew chapter 2, and we're going to be reading the whole chapter today. And so we're going to start in verse 1, and we're going to end up in verse 23. So here we go. No pun intended, or actually pun intended. It says this. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star 
when it rose and we have come to worship him. I'm going to highlight that because time frame always fascinates me with this. So I'm going to highlight that real quick. Uh, let's see here. You know, I'm going I'm to just highlight the first two verses and we'll come back to that and maybe do a little looking and, and digging into what the time frame looked like with, with that verse. Verse 3, when Herod heard this, he was troubled and all of Jerusalem uh, with him. Uh, he, was, he was troubled and, and all Jerusalem with him and assembling all the chief priests and scribes of, uh, of the people. And he in, inquired from, from them where the Christ was born. And they told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And so I want to highlight that too. I'm going to highlight that because it's in quotations, which means it's from another part of Scripture. All right. I'm going to go on with verse 7. And Herod summoned the wise men secretly and, and, and ascertained them. Uh, yep, ascertained them from, uh, from what time the star had appeared. And he, uh, and he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him bring, him, bring the word that I too may come worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen rose and went before them until they, it came to rest over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going to the house, they saw the child with Mary's mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. I'm going to highlight that verse as well. Verse 12, that stuck out to me. Verse 13, the flight to Egypt. Now, when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph and said to a dream, Rise and take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt. And remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fill what the, fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Out of Egypt I called my son. I'm going to highlight that. I'm going to highlight 14 and 15 as well. Because that stuck out to me. Okay. We're going to go start in verse 16. Then Herod, when he saw he had been tricked by these wise men, became furious. And he sent and killed all the male, male children in Bethlehem and all that region who are two years old or under, according to the time in which he ascertained them from the wise men. I'm going to highlight that too, because that, that's good right there. All right, verse 17. Then was fulfilled what had spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping, a loud lamentation. Rachel, weeping for her children, she refused to be comforted because there were no more. The return to Nazareth in verse 19. But Herod died. Behold, an angel appeared, uh, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream in Joseph in Egypt, saying, Rise and take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel. For those who sought uh, the, the child's life are dead. And, ro and he rose and took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. And, but when he had heard that Archelaus, Ar Archelaus, Please forgive me on that pronunciation. Was reigning over Judah in place of the father of his father, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee, and 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 he went and lived in the city uh, in a city called Nazareth, so that it was spoken by the prophets might. Uh, so that, so what was spoken by the prophets might be f fulfilled, 
and that he would be called a Nazarene. I'm going to highlight those two verses, and I'll tell you why here in just a couple of minutes. Verse 22 and verse 23. So we've got a couple of verses right here, y'all, that we've, we've highlighted and that the Lord has, has, has kind of opened our eyes to. I had to take a good sip of coffee there. Uh, and he's opened our eyes to, and, and we want to examine this, okay? And, and so one of my first steps when I examine is that I take and, and I look at the verse that stuck out to me, and I look down at, if I'm using a study Bible, I go down and look at the study notes. And so I, I have verse 1, verse 1 and verse 2. Now in the days after Jesus was born, Bethlehem of Judea, in, in the days of Herod, the, the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, where is he who has been called king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and he had come to worship him. So this is interesting to me. And and when we look at the Far East, we think of a lot of the Asian countries. And a lot of times, especially in our culture, when we talk about wisdom, immediately our, our culture here in America today, in 2022, cites, you know, oh, Confucius, wisdom, oh, all these people. And, and it comes from Eastern mysticism and those types of things what's funny to me is that kind of what pointed out to me was these are the wise men that that a lot of our culture looks to for you know traditions and sayings and and proverbs and all these other things but what's funny is that these guys went out to seek christ because they were the wise men of that and, and so it's just kind of a an iron ironic thing there and so they, they said, uh, where is he who's been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Now, uh, here's kind of a time frame thing that I think we need to kind of grab. And I've got a footnote in, for verse 2-1 in my study Bible, and it says this, In the days of Herod the king, Herod the Great is known to have died in 4 B.C. Therefore, Jesus was actually born anywhere from 5 to 6 B.C. So we look at all this and we kind of process it. And we realize that this these wise men didn't directly show up immediately after he was born. Now I know that like all in all the Christmas plays depicted and and all of that that we see, you know, for the sake of time, we see the the shepherds show up and then the wise men show up. And um, you know, I, I think that kind of messes with us a little bit. But but the the wise men actually had a little bit further to travel, so it, it does make sense that it took them longer to get there. So let's go on. The next thing that kind of stuck out to me in verse 6 um, is a, um, it's in quotations, and it's in, indented in my text, and it's set in a little bit. And it says, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are, no by, means, are, no, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For, for from you shall come a ruler uh, who will shepherd all people Israel. And so I look over here in, in some of my footnotes and I see is cited from Micah 5.2 and Ezekiel 34.23 and John uh, 21.15-17. And, and listener, hey, here's where you can take some time and go and seek out those verses. And then that's how God kind of grows us. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take my 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 little ribbon here on my Bible, and we're going to go, and I'm going to look at, let's go down here and, and look at Micah 5, 2. Let's see, I'm going to hold my space, my place there, and we're going to roll over to Micah 5, 2. And so we right here at Micah chapter 5, and it says this, it says, but you, O Bethlehem, and of course it would be a hard word that I, Ephathrath, Ephathra, I'm guessing that's how you pronounce it, who are too little to be among 
of the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth from me, one who is to be ruler in Israel, who's coming forth from old, from ancient of days. And so that's a prophecy right there about Christ. And so that's a good thing. When we're using our study Bibles, it kind of points us. It's a little roadmap of sorts that points us to other passages of Scripture, and it helps us examine that passage of Scripture a little bit better. And so we know and we see that this pro- that's prophecy from the, the Old Testament. And I, I checked down in my footnotes, and unfortunately I don't have anything on my footnotes with that. But we'll go on. to And the next thing that, that kind of stuck out to me, too, uh, the next thing that kind of stuck out to me, too, was that, uh, let's see here, verse 12. And it says, And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they rep- departed to their own country by their own way. And so the Lord protected the wise men there um, because of, uh, Herod, Herod's motives. Herod was not wanting. <laughs> everybody knows we we know this, but Herod was not uh, honest in his reasoning for using the wise men. He wanted to. He was using them kind of as spies to get information from them, so that he can he can use that information to to kill Christ. All right. So let's move down to verse fourteen, and what stuck out to us there. Verse 14 says this, And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. And this was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken to the prophets. Out of Egypt I called my son. And so we look at all this and we see, you know, verse 14 and 15, and it says, Fulfill Hosea 11, the footnote that I have of Hosea 11, 1 refers to God calling his sons out of Egypt in, in the Exodus, Exodus 4, 23. Matthew means... Uh, that the history of God's redemption of Israel points towards Jesus, the time of the Son. And when Israel left Egypt, its uh, its fidelity as for God's Son was tested 40 years in the wilderness. And the record of his testing is largely one of failure, Deuteronomy 8, 2 through 5. Jesus later was tested in the wilderness for 40 days, and he sustained his test, and it shows that he is indeed the faithful Son of God. And so there, there's some overshadowing and some overlapping and, and um, with Jesus being called out of Egypt, him going to Egypt for protection and then him being called out of Egypt uh, once Herod kind of done his, did his thing and, and killed all the, the, the young boys under two years old. So that, that's interesting right there. And I think the, the overarching theme here is that the Lord's protection here. That God's plan, and I think we're kind of we're dipping our foot over into the apply part, but but God's plan was fulfilled, and he he went to whatever length that he needed to go to in order for that plan to be fulfilled. So we go here verse um, verse sixteen, it says this, then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all the region who were two years old. And, and that's showing and that's kind of reinforcing that, um, it's a good thing that Joseph and Mary took Jesus to Egypt because Herod went on a rampage and had all the young boys killed. So God's protection of, of his plan. Now, verse 22 and 23 were kind of the last things that um, were that stuck out to me, but, but I want to look down here and check, and, and I don't have any footnotes there, but I'll say this. Uh, verse 22 and 23, it says this, But when he heard that Archelaus, Archelaus was reigning over Judah in the place of his father Herod, 
he was afraid to go there, and being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee, and he went and he lived in a city called Nazareth, so that when what was spoken about prophets might be fulfilled, that he would be called a Nazarene. And here's the thing that's kind of sticking out to me, and I think this is where we're, we've examined and we've looked at the things that stuck out in Scripture. A lot of times, as a believer, and here's just kind of a simple truth that I'm that I'm hearing from this, and and we see just this example in the life of Jesus here. We see where there were roadblocks. We see where there were inconveniences. We see where they were moved from Bethlehem to Egypt. From Egypt, they tried to go back to Bethlehem, and then Bethlehem to Nazareth. And there were roadblocks in the way to fulfill God's ultimate plan. Now, I think a, a, a truth that we can squeeze out of this and an application that we can squeeze out of this is that walking with Christ and pursuing Christ and being a follower of Christ, no one, and if we look in Scripture, no one, nothing in Scripture says that following Christ is going to be easy. But there is going to be blessings and there's going to be great things coming out of our relationship with Jesus, a fulfillment and a joy that we can get from no other place. So then I look at this and I see where Mary and Joseph in raising Jesus, them knowing, taking into account everything that had happened to them to this point, the angel of the Lord appearing not to just Mary, but to Joseph, but also appearing to Zechariah. Um, and and the whole process with John the Baptist. And then the angel of the Lord telling them to, to leave and get out of Bethlehem and go to Egypt and from Egypt to come back because Herod had passed away and then a roadblock there. A lot of times we get caught up in, in the... And a lot of times, I know for me, I sometimes act like a child when I don't get my way, when I think God wants me to go one direction and and there seems to be a roadblock there. I get upset because I'm not focusing on the journey and, and what protection may be there, what God may be protecting me from. And so I don't know if that's you. I, I think that's a solid application point that ultimately, and it goes back biblically to God in Romans, God works all things together for the good, for the good, not for your good, but for his good of those that are called according to the, his purpose. And so the situation that you're going through, the hardship or whatever, may not be good at the time, but I guarantee you at one point, you're going to be able to look back at it and go, I see the purpose and why God kept me out of that. What He kept me away from what I wanted at the time. I look back at a lot of my life and I realize that I'm so thankful that God didn't always give me what I wanted. Whether that be in a relationship, whether that be in a job, whether that be in a material thing. Because he ultimately wanted my focus on him. So as we kind of wrap this up, we've taken and looking, oh, looking, <laughs> please forgive me on that one. We've taken, we, we've we looked at, my, my Bowling Springs was coming out in me. We've looked at the highlight, the examine, and we've applied that truth. 
And and here's the thing. I I, I want to take and, and look at that verse of God works all things together for our good. It's Romans eight twenty eight. So so we look at it and, and and here's here's kind of we look at it, we know that all the things that were working together in the good of this story with the wise men, because it started with okay uh, Herod sent the wise men to figure out where Jesus was so that he could go kill him. Well, the wise men went back a different way. When Herod found out, he went enraged and, and he set out to kill all the boys under two. Well, that was the second effort. God protected Mary, Joseph, and Jesus by sending them to Egypt. And then the, the coast wasn't clear when they fully when they fully started to go back and you look at man he did work all things together for the good of those who love him and have been called according to the purpose that's what the new living or the new new international version says let's look at uh let's see here let's look at what um well okay so we look at and we see here we got the New Living Translation. New Living Translation says this. And we see that the New Living Translation says this. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to the, his purpose for them. The ESV says this. And we know that that for those who love God, all things work together for the for good for those who who are called according to his purpose. And so we see how God worked the good through this whole situation with the roadblocks. And we see the good because ultimately it was a maneuvering in order to fulfill another prophecy to certify the stamp that Christ was the Messiah, that he was his son because he came out of Nazareth and that fulfills another prophecy. So you never know. You never know what the trial that you're experiencing right now may may be going through, what what may be, you know, what good may come from it. We're just called to walk with him and trust him. That's the big thing. Lord, we thank you just for this time that we've gotten to spend with you as we've looked at Matthew chapter 2. And we see Lord, the truth of, of how you have you protected Mary and Joseph and, and Jesus through this whole thing. Through, through, the, through the good of the wise men coming and celebrating the birth of the Christ child to the bad of, of Herod's ordering the killing of all the little boys under two. And then the coast still not being clear. We, we don't know how hard it was for Mary and Joseph in Egypt. We, we don't, those are not details that we have access to, but we just know that there could have been some tough days. But Lord, we know that, that it was all a part of a process for you to work out the good plan of salvation for us through Christ. God, let us marinate on this truth. Let us sit on this truth. Let us chew on this truth today. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.